That's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, hour number two, Monday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610. If you want to get involved, you can also reach us via email, 610K1A.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Facebook at the Bottom Line 610, and the free mobile app is available through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson with you. So there's a few things out there we can discuss, we can opine upon. One or two. Uh, one or two. One of those things is news that came over the weekend of an anchor, news anchor, in Arkansas who passed away over the weekend. Yes. Normally that is not newsworthy. No. What is newsworthy is this anchor was the one that broke the story of the meeting on the tarmac a few years back between former President Bill Clinton and then Attorney General Loretta Lynch. The meeting that was of significant speculation, considering the fact that there was a Department of Justice investigation into presidential candidate Hillary Clinton and her email server, plus a number of other things, and whether or not charges were going to be brought against said former Secretary of State, due to the thousands and thousands and thousands of emails on her private server that somehow disappeared. It was the infamous tarmac meeting. Yes, the infamous tarmac meeting, where Bill Clinton said they talked about family and kids and that's it. Right. right. Anyway. Um, so this is the guy that broke that story. The guy that broke that story. Passed away over the weekend. Investigators are looking at it as a suicide. Of course they are. (laughs) Really? Now, there is no truth to the rumor that he was found with a gunshot wound to the back of his head. Self-inflicted, of course. With a left-handed gun. We, 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 we don't know that, but we do know that um, that unfortunately, this person passed over the weekend, and this was the person that broke the tarmac story. It's never going to end. No, it's not. It's, it's never going to end. The speculation is never going to end um, regarding the, the 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 Clinton scandals, the Clinton speculation. I mean, the the the, the path of bodies left in the wake. I mean, how many years later? The frail, I mean, if you see Bill Clinton recently, he does not certainly look like a spring chicken. Doesn't look like he's more concerned about being the mastermind of any kind of a ring uh, of revenge. Uh, Hillary, however, could still be that angry. Because she tends to be an angry woman. 
here's the here's the here's the biggest problem with with this situation. It, we don't know how this guy died. They they say it's a suicide. That's how they're investigating. That's how they're investigating it. And if it ends up being a suicide, then it ends up being a suicide. But because of the history of similar cases, how do you not at least speculate that there might have been something nefarious going on here? I mean, you look at, I mean, there's rumors around Seth Rich. There's rumors around this guy. There's, you know, there's other rumors around. I mean, (laughs) conspiracy theories don't just fall out of the sky. It's connecting dots that may or may not be the correct answer. But it's, it's a speculation about connecting the dots. There wouldn't be any dots there if there wasn't enough evidence of past situations involving the Clinton family and people who got in their way. It's just fascinating to me. I mean, I've read a number of the comments that have been left by former co-workers. One went of so the gentleman. Yes. Oh, one went so far as to say, I can't even fathom how this is in the past tense. Just talking last night mm. and all of a sudden, boom. I mean, when you see things, and this has always been something for me, when you have, I mean, it is very, 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 very rare that you have something like this happens and no one has seen a sign. No one has had a thought that there is something amiss. Somebody. Somebody is usually close enough to Mm -hmm. an individual to say there's been an issue with this or there's been a history here or recently a chain of events occurred or something. There's always one person that has something to make it make sense. There is no one in this situation that has come forward with anything to make it seem as though this person was in a position or in a thought to take their own life. And now, granted, if you're a coworker or even a friend, you may not be even close enough to the situation. Family members may not you know, even wife know, but and somebody, three kids, somebody, wife and three kids. And again, it could very well be a suicide. But the whole reason why we're talking about this is because there are questions about similar instances involving people who have crossed or uh run afoul of the Clintons and they end up dying via suicide. You know, why is that? So I don't know. You, that, but that's where the questions come in. The questions come in when there's absolutely nothing, nothing indicating the course of action or the action taken, nothing. And then of course, what are you most closely associated with? And then, of course, how many times has this been alluded to in the past? 
But I guess the real question on the other side is why that situation? Why now? Unless it's unless there is a feeling, and there probably is, because remember, after that meeting, it wasn't long after that meeting that James Comey made his announcement. Correct. Yeah, I that think that they so. were reopening. I think, it, I think it was pretty close to to that timeline. Yeah, I believe so. So there could be some blame laid in that regard to creating the chain of events that Hillary Clinton believed cost her the election. I mean, a wife and three young kids. Just, again, awfully odd, really odd, incredibly odd. Take a quick time out. 547-1610, if you would like to get involved in the program, you can also email us, 610kona.com. Bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. Back with more of the Bottom Line News Radio 610KONA after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back in the line, back in the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. 547-1610 if you would like to get involved. Jason Hogan, you with American Family Insurance, waiting to hear from you. Talk about not only your policies, but everybody knows Mike Kreidler put that rule in place. Could impact your rates. Could take them up, in fact, particularly your auto rates. So contact Jason today via his website, jasonhogue.com. Talk to him about that as well as your current policies and your current protections through jasonhogue.com. Going to the phones. Thanks for your patience on the break. What's your name? Where are you calling from? That's Bernie from Kennewick. Let's go on, Bernie. Uh, when the Clintons were in office, and most of it actually occurred after they left office, there was a whole string of uh, samples of mysterious deaths that uh, people they didn't like, apparently, and so on and so forth. And I can't remember where all this information came from, but it wasn't on the Internet. It was um, print, print media of some kind. And I wonder if that rings a bell to you hearing about stuff like that, that people that uh, they didn't like uh, were mysteriously uh, dying and even disappearing in some cases. That's all. Well, at the beginning, it was uh, a lot of it was tied to the Whitewater investigation. Yeah. Uh, and then to the uh, the Star report, which Ken Starr went down the Whitewater uh, hole with part of his investigation, the most famous uh, was, of course, Vince Foster. Yes. So uh, there have been, and and those were while uh, Bill Clinton was still president of the United States. Vince Foster was while Bill Clinton was still in the White House. Uh, So there's, yes, there has been a string, there have been a number, um, but there there were a few that were while he was still in the White House. Uh, we also received a message through the free mobile app. Uh, Data said, my brother was one where for a week no one could understand why. It wasn't until we found a penciled note deep in a journal at work 
that we had any answers. That said, the Clinton body count is suspect. Thank you for the message. Appreciate it. You can get to us, as we said, via that free mobile app on the Google Play and the Apple stores. And, you know, it's just curious, right? Well, it's, it's incredibly curious, but at the same time, people... Politics, in many ways, is like organized crime. I mean, it really is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in many ways, it's like organized crime. <laughs> I, I mean, the and the associations between the two, yeah, we, we've seen plenty of those as well. You know, we go all the way back to the 20s, where the associations between organized crime and politics were there. We go to 1960, where the associations with organized crime and politics were there. Um, so to think that there couldn't be some bleed over and to think that you couldn't see politicians acting, oh, wait, we, we have one right now, don't we? (laughs) But, uh, to have that association or to, to believe that you can use your political power to be able to silence opposition is also not new. It's just, I mean... Better than John Gotti as far as Teflon goes. Now, granted, it's taken on a life of its own. It's taken on a mind of its own. True. And it's taken, I mean, it probably even has its own Twitter page. But the amount of coincidence that exists, I mean, the the Babylon Bee put it perfectly. Which is a satire site. Which is a satire site that says... Anybody that has dirt on the Clintons has an 843% higher chance of committing suicide. To have satire sites taking shots tells you all you need to know about where this is, where this sits, and how ingrained it now has become after instance, after instance, after instance, after instance, that you see some type of association in a negative with the Clintons and oops, you're up at the bottom line, News Radio six ten K and A, what's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Pete from West Richmond. What's up, Pete? Hey, I, I saw the picture of Joe Biden. I'm kind of changed the subject a little bit. It's still political. Uh, of Biden with uh, aviator mirrored sunglasses and I and I had a pretty good belly laugh. And I thought you know, you can lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Anyway, you know, talk to you later. thanks for the call, Pete. The problem with the problem with where we are at with with Joe Biden. I mean, do you remember the last time the president of the United States pulled up the tail end of the G seven? Yeah, that's an, well. Was it scheduled that way? The dude showed up over two hours late. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, when was the last time he pulls up? When was the last time the president of the United States pulled up the tail end on the G seven? When was the last time he's walking last? I don't know. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, is anybody taking this guy seriously? Seriously? I mean, look. Well, there was there was much made, you know, about how America is back with Joe Biden. Oh, stop it. Coming, not. coming, well, coming from the other G7 leaders, of course, yes. they're going to say that. Well, yeah. 
they see somebody who is more easily manipulated than, you know, the pr- presidents of the past. They're back to getting what they want out of the United States and giving nothing in return. That's, that's right. what that's what they mean. Macron but, loved it. Oh, absolutely he did because he he's well, he's not going to go down that road with him. But he I mean, he's he's as feckless as it comes. But then Biden turns around and, and, and makes comments regarding Vladimir Putin and says he's a worthy adversary. Dude, <laughs> Metamucil is a worthy adversary for you. <laughs> I, I, this is uh, this is he's a worthy adversary. You you speak like you have any position of strength. You're a foil. You are the Manchurian candidate, Joe Biden. <laughs> you are the Manchurian candidate. It is. It is. It's embarrassing. To see this man on the world stage, it is embarrassing. There is such a difference when Trump went to the G7. Did they all like him? Oh, no, 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 no. But you know what they did? They understood he was serious and that he meant business and he stuck to his guns. And you know what we saw? We saw NATO members getting close to the 2% of their... GDP that they have to donate. There was only one or two that were floating around, and Trump would continue to publicly remind them. You think Joe's going to do that? No. Joe's not going to do that. Vladimir Putin is a worthy adversary. By the way, did you catch the speech earlier today that Benjamin Netanyahu gave? Ah, uh, yes. That was, yeah. that was quite the exit interview, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the 15 minutes going on one hour fire and brimstone speech that he gave, basically turning around and saying, the Biden administration really didn't want me to bring any of this up. But you know what? The heck with Biden. They want to get back into the deal with Iran, and it's going to be bad for us, period. Yep. Now, again, is that, is that truthful? There's there's signs that it could very well be truthful. Well, they've but, already made the overtures. But, well, here's the thing: is he's he's coming across as a disgruntled ex girlfriend. Well, sure. So, who's one who's one vote away of being the current girlfriend again? Yeah, right. Yeah, isn't that something? He could resurface potentially. Oh, he could resurface in a month. Yeah, he could resurface in two months. I mean, it's a very, it's tenuous at best in Israel mm-hmm. right now as yeah. far as who's controlling what. And if any, it is a one vote difference. And if any member of the cobbled together coalition that got Netanyahu out of office decides to defect, guess who's back in business? Benjamin Netanyahu. So Quite possibly 60 to 59. That's where it yeah. sits. And the and he can his party is hands down the largest in parliament. Yes. So if anybody decides they've they they've got buyer's remorse, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to try somebody completely different again, well, or are they going to no. go back to who they? What was old becomes new again. That's right. Five, Absolutely. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. 
Welcome back. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. It is Monday afternoon. You know, it was it was bright and sunny earlier. Now no, it's not, getting cloudy and windy. Not so much. Not so much. Not so much anymore at all. Definitely interesting out there at the Might moment. get some rain. Oh, that'd be great. It would. We need it. I will say, it was, I, I had my fair share of that last week. Did you? Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. We, I mean, I, I look at the Tri-Cities kind of like the Amazon. We have season. We have a rainy season. It's like one month here and one month there. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, we don't get much. But, man, it was like rain three times back. It was fantastic. Wow. Wonderful. Good rain. Cool. Good. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely awesome. I miss those. I miss the rainstorms. Um, but I don't know... I don't know at what point in time some of the current things that we are experiencing are going to subside. And, and, and what I'm referring to is um, the lack of the lack of pause, the lack of taking a step back. For example, all right, Mitch McConnell gave an interview earlier, I think it was today, may have been yesterday, um, and said that if the Senate majority returns to Republicans and 2024 comes around and Steve Breyer retires and Joe Biden puts somebody up, they won't confirm them. They'll do what they did in 2016 because of the you know, differing party in power versus differing party in power in the White House. Yeah. And so now the left is begging Stephen Breyer to retire now. <laughs> they are telling well, Stephen I mean, Breyer retire. He is no spring chicken. No, he's he's not a spring chicken. Uh, he is the oldest judge on the bench. Yeah. Um, he's like 80-something. He is. Um, he has come out against court packing. Breyer is very liberal. Okay, I don't think we can state that enough. He is very, very liberal. Um, And the fact that you have many on the left asking him to retire tells you they don't care so much about him. They care so much as being able to have that seat remain liberal for another 30 years. Yes. It's about the agenda. It's, it's a, not right. about the person. Exactly. Really. I mean, and and there has been some discussion and speculation about changing that process. Um, some would like to see an election of Supreme Court justices. That would be an absolute train wreck. <laughs> to try and well, to, well, never to, mind. to try and federally elect Supreme Court justices. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that would be a train wreck and a half. How would you even begin? To make that process work. <laughs> Can you imagine? Think about all the things that regular federal politicians and any politician promises you in exchange for your vote. Can you imagine what a Supreme Court justice, if he or she had to go campaign for his spot? Are you a fan of the Second Amendment? Then give me your vote. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really? How you know? do you? How do you? I will uphold the law. I will uphold the law. 
Tonight's <laughs> contestants on To Tell the Truth. <laughs> Do you think Roe v. Wade went a bit too far? Yeah. Give me your vote. You know, just can you imagine? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it would it would be an absolute, uh, to quote one of my all-time favorite words from an announcer, it would be a slobber knocker. <laughs> if, if, if. Supreme Court justices had to run for election. I don't think that is the the means, the method, or the way no. that you deal with that particular situation. Same thing with packing the court. That is not how you solve a problem. That is how you create a bigger problem. I do think there should be a review process for Supreme Court justices. I don't think anything should be in perpetuity. I think term limits should be looked at for for every office. Personally, I think the I think we have elected officials that are there in perpetuity. Uh, it's awfully hard to vote somebody out of office. So I do think there should be term limits in many situations. But is it is it time to revisit, relook, and discuss? the appointment for life aspect for Supreme Court justices. And I don't mean it based on an ideology, because right now, the way you look at it, you look at the trajectory of a Supreme Court justice based on age. Yeah. Okay. You could also make the argument, I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the first person to die on the court in decades Antonin well, Scalia? Uh, but Scal- all right, Scalia was unexpected. Oh, okay. I'm talking about she had been she had serious health issues. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. She was, I mean, Sandra Day O'Connor walked away from yeah. the bench. Reinquist walked away from mm-hmm. the bench. We we have had Supreme Court justices that have had a, a a southern turn with their health, and they have walked away from right. the bench. They retire. Antonin Scalia was a heart attack on vacation. Yes. That's not something you can predict. But when you have the number of health situations that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had, most other justices walked away. We know why she didn't walk away. And ultimately, it came to pass as to why she did not walk away. Mm -hmm. But she had an opportunity to walk away in the Obama administration as she had had health scares then as well Mm -hmm. and chose not to do so. So Stephen Breyer is now being asked to retire when his peer was being asked to come back from the dead. (laughs) Right, to gut it out. (laughs) Yeah. So I, again, it it doesn't make any sense, but they, they want Ruth Bader Ginsburg to apparently become superhuman and live forever, but Stephen Breyer go away so we could get somebody younger. Whatever fits the agenda the best. So let me ask you, though, you talk about term limits that you might be open to term limits for uh, Supreme Court justices. What would be your window? 20 years? 30 years? What do you think would be what what do you think would be a reasonable period of time to serve on the US Supreme Court? Well, uh, assuming I think, assuming you're in good health, of sound mind, all that stuff. I I don't know if it's so much of how many years as it is looking at a and I know this is probably going to come off the wrong way, but there should be a 
consensus time where the average skill set begins to decline. The ag- the average cognitive skill set begins to decline. Okay. Where, and I'm not going to necessarily, necessarily maybe say average retirement age because that keeps getting pushed back. Yeah, right. Pushed back. But if you turn around and say, okay, and we know that Supreme Court justices usually don't get appointed until they are, I mean, the youngest I think we've seen recently has been in their 40s, right? Well, the last three have uh, all been in their 40s. That, that Trump did were, yeah, were on the younger end right. of the spectrum. So I think you can look at, come up with, based on the history of the court, the people that have served on it, and come up with an age that is appropriate for a mandatory retirement. Because I, I want this, I think it's important to get this out there. By all accounts, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's mind was still pretty sharp. Her body gave right. out. And the other thing, too, is because of her health issues, she was forced to miss a lot of arguments. That's right. That's and so, true. And that but is not conducive to the court. you talk about deteriorating condition. I don't know that, uh, you know, certainly she was not as sharp as when she joined the, the court. But right. by, all, by all accounts, it was her body that gave out and not so much her mind. So just thought I'd point that out. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Washington State. I have a, well, he's a pseudo uncle who was forced to retire as a judge. I think he was a superior court judge. And I believe the age was 76. And unfortunately, he was sharp as a tack for years after that, but he was forced to because a while back in Washington, they had somebody that went, well, cuckoo, I guess. It's kind of the way he liked to tell the story. And there ought to be some sort of a cognitive function test uh, because we don't want somebody who, whether they're liberal or uh, conservative, who, like, what if they get dementia or Alzheimer's as people are living longer, we're having more and more diseases. And I'm for I'm for term limits in a lot of different places. Uh, when you've been in uh, the, the public sector longer than you've been in the private sector, uh, and all you have to do is raise money to consistently be back there, I don't think we're getting a citizen legislature. Great point. Thanks for the call. 547-1610, if you want to get involved, you're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Perry from Whitesburg. What's up, Perry? Hey, real quick, uh, we're talking about um, retirements. I also just turned this on. Um, I was kind of wondering, uh, you know, we do this with airline pilots, and if you think that um, back to Schnellenberger, or I think that was his name that landed the plane on the uh, uh, Potomac, um, you know, there's a lot of people at certain ages now that still have the skills to continue to perform going forward. No, and it's in, in many areas, you're absolutely right. And we've seen it everywhere from the Supreme Court to planes and everything else. But we get to a point, and again, I'll go back to where, where while Ruth Bader Ginsburg may have been cognitively able, she was not physically able. And what kind of a disservice does it do to the court? What kind of a disservice does it do to the plaintiff, to the defendant, to not have a full court be able to hear your case? So when you can't hear an argument, you can't render a decision. 
So that means you have eight justices. That means that you could look at a tie. That means that you're not having justice done. That means you don't have a definitive decision. And you shouldn't have that. The highest court in the land should not have ties. The highest court in the land should not be in a position to where you can wrangle it ideologically and make sure that you kick it back because you can't come to a decision. And that's where part of that issue comes in. That's where you should have an age where, be it cognitive, be it physical, there is a walkaway age on the Supreme Court to make sure that the court functions as a group of nine as often as possible. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 at KONA, Estate Details, the Muscle Brothers Solution. If you are downsizing, if you have a lot of extra stuff you've been collecting, gathering over the years that you think is valuable and you want to sell, or if unfortunately you have had a loved one passed, you are responsible for dealing with the estate and the assets and you need to move it and don't know where to begin, contact Estate Detail today. Today, they will take care of it for you. They'll come in. They'll catalog. They'll do the auction. Yeah, I said auction. No yard sales, no garage sales here. They will auction it off for top dollar and cut you a check when it's all said and done. The heavy lifting is picking up the phone and calling 509 Auction or going to the website, estatedetails.com. So I want to clarify something real quick. This is not about the individual. This is about the institution. This is about, because in in a lot of professions, it's based on the individual. Right. All right. But the Supreme Court is an institution. The Supreme Court has been comprised for the majority of its existence of nine individuals. But none of those individuals have been greater than the institution. None of those individuals have been to where they have not been able to be replaced. Now, You could make that argument in every other industry as well, but in many others, there is a leeway for you to be able to function to a degree as long as you possibly can, and in some cases, too long. See professional sports. Yeah. But the Supreme Court is an institution that is responsible for upholding, interpreting the law of the land. It's not a one-part function. It's not a, a, I'm cognitively okay, but I can't make it this week because I've got these physical maladies. You have to be at the top of your game as a justice, period. Mm -hmm. Now, again, Judge Antonin Scalia passed away of a heart attack. Nobody can predict that. But that's why I think that if you have an age requirement in place for retirement, a mandatory retirement, you minimize the speculation of when certain things are going to take place. Justices will walk into their final year, whatever. The Senate can begin the process. The president can begin the process of identifying who they would like to replace that justice. It it's still going to be political, but people aren't going to be having dead pools based on 
where each Supreme Court justice happens to be and what's their likelihood of lasting the year. It's got to look, in just my opinion, we need to look at it as the institution that it is and how valuable it is about how valuable the institution of the Supreme Court is and that its function needs to be beyond the scope of the individuals that comprise it. Brock from Richland uh, wrote us an email saying that the Supreme Court just uh, judges and other judges that are appointed are not for life, according to the Constitution. They can be impeached, but it doesn't happen. No. They're not removed. They're removed in two ways. They die or they retire. That's right. how they're removed. They can be impeached. All, all officials at a federal level can be impeached, but they're not. They're not impeached. So, yes, the Constitution may say that that is a possibility, but we have taken what has happened for the overwhelming majority of the Supreme Court's existence is they are there for life or they decide to walk away. Um, And I don't know. There was one associate justice that was impeached in the history of the Supreme Court. Yeah. One. And it was in 1805. Yeah, I was going to say it was around 1800. Yeah. It was 1805. It was Justice Samuel Chase, and he was impeached. Yeah. Uh, he was removed as a federal judge for reasons of drunkenness and insanity. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. That's that's an, that's an interesting So he was a crazy drunk. He was a crazy old drunk. He was a crazy old drunk. Therefore, you why cannot he, be a justice on the Supreme Court. That is correct. Um. But that is the only one, that, or I should say the last one, who was who has been, he's the last one and the only one to have been impeached. So, in which case, that's it. One guy in the entire history of the Supreme Court, did they pull the constitutional measure and impeach him? Yeah, that's that's interesting. But So it just doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. But I think that there should be an age requirement involved with being a Supreme Court justice simply because of the fact you have you have got to have nine justices ready and available to hear arguments and cases at all time because otherwise it doesn't do justice to those individuals that are seeking the opinion of the ultimate court in the land. Just my thought. I was going to do a what if, but that wouldn't be fair with 30 seconds left. Oh, we can what if it tomorrow. We can what if it tomorrow. We also something popped into my head as, a, as a, you're not going to like it. I'll we're also hoping to have a very intriguing guest with us tomorrow. Yes. Someone who has been in Maricopa County, Arizona, and has actually been in the presence of the forensic audit. Yes, just of, as of last week. So crossing our fingers and hoping that we're able to bring that to you. But many, many, many questions already running around the head. Afternoon Report is next. Introducing Ben Franklin Transit's new Metro routes. Beginning June 21st, our new Metro routes will offer service every 15 minutes between Richland, Kennewick, and Pasco. 
We're also adding several new routes with service every 30 minutes or less. That's more frequent service, fewer transfers, and shorter travel and wait times. To learn more about Ben Franklin Transit's new metro routes and other exciting route upgrades happening June 21st, visit bft.org slash new places. Bretzman's Office Solutions, the leader in innovative workspace design used in the real world. Bretzman's features movable walls and raised flooring systems that bridge the gap between architecture and office furniture. The design team uses the latest in technology that takes your vision and creates the space that works for you. Bretzman's is committed to providing exceptional service and quality products. Shop the online store or visit the showroom in Richland. Go to Bretzman's.com. That's Bretzman's.com. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Think you're dealing with drug, chemical, or food poisoning? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Cherry Creek Media Cares, along with Tri-CU, a local Tri-Cities credit union committed to serving and giving back as they have for 50 years. Open an account from Tri-CU, federally insured by NCUA. The information you want, the information you need. From the Legends Casino Studios, this is News Radio 610, KONA, Kennewick, Richland, Pasco.